This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Ty, oh wait, as usual, as usual, we love to, um, um, to, to send a great message forever, like literally. So tonight we're in for a big, big treat. First of all, I wanted to say this Lunishmat, Karmi Meir Ben Harav Manis Mordechai passed away today. So somebody asked me to do Lunishmat. Um, we also have Refua Shlema for Tamara Bat Sarah and Samira Bat Victoria. And of course, Allegra Bat Mazal. And of course, Hatzlacha to Daniel Shalom Ben Ilanit and Israel Meir Ben Bracha. Everybody should have the most, uh, most success. And everything that they do, Rabotai, as usual, we love to say a. Amazing lesson, and that is tonight, we're in for a treat, because, because there is a big lesson. And listen, tonight we're going to talk about a fundamental, um, a fundamental foundation that you have, in, you have to have in your life. And what is that? Like this. Listen good on what that's saying now. If you look at the Parashat Shavuah, Jag, I can't see so well. Gotta move over a little bit. Otherwise, I just see uh, Rabbi Kamar. I don't see you. So it says, (laughs) so it says like this. It says, we have the camera on good. Everything's on good. Welcome, Torah and Tom viewers. Welcome, everybody around the world who's listening. Okay. It says like this. It says, this week's parasha is parashat Pinchas. I want to first make a connection between. Korach, Chukat, what comes after Chukat? Balak, and Pinchas. So it's Korach, Chukat, Balak, Pinchas. That's how we read it. Like, right? Now, what is the common denominator to all these things? There's one common denominator that is a, a, a vital a lesson in our life. There's one common denominator that's a vital lesson in our life. What is that? Listen good, I'm telling you now. Korach, Chukat, and Balak have one letter that's in common for all of them. Which letter is it? Korach, Chukat, Balak. Kuf. Where's the Kuf of Korach? In the beginning. Where's the kuf of the next parasha, Chukat? In the middle. Where's the kuf of Balak? At the end. Guys are geniuses. Huh? <laughs> so, so Pinhas is at the end. That is at the end. That's like the cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Like you have the whole Sunday, you have like the ice cream, you have that, and you have you have the toppings, and then you put the cherry, that's Pinhas at the end. But until then we have to first first focus. Korap Ram telling you something right now. Kuf stands for what? Kedusha. Kuf stands for Kedushah. Now Korach, he's in the beginning because he said, look, my lineage where I come from is very holy. My father is a very holy man, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. He, yeah, he comes from Levi. Shevet Levi. You know how big Shevet Levi was? You know how Levi was? Levi. Ah, his father, Yaakov. I came, I'm direct lineage from Yaakov. That was his Kedushah coming from, well, where he was in the beginning. You had Balak, which was at the end of Kedushah, where, where did he, where, where was his end Kedushah? By what? By Moab. Moab, Ruta Moaviyah came out of it, and David Melech came out of Ruth. 
So therefore, he says, oh my, Kedusha is at the end. Hokat is in the middle. It's not before, it's not at the end. Why? What's going on? So I'm going to tell you a story to answer this. And that is, there was one time, um, a lady, she was from the biggest Rabbanim. She had a family tree from rabbi to rabbi to rabbi to rabbi to rabbi to rabbi, all the lineage of Rabbanim. And her husband passed away. She was left with one child, a six-year-old boy. And, you know, the mother was raising the six-year-old child, and they were raising them, and they were... were. One day a tragedy happened. There was a fire in the house. There was a fire in the house. Run! The kid runs, she runs. They don't have any time to get anything. They just run out. And all of a sudden, they're waiting outside. They're seeing the house burn into a crisp. This lady is broken. She sees her husband pass, and she sees her fire broke out. Oh my, my goodness. Finally, she says, there's one thing that I need in that house. There's one thing I need. I need my family tree. I need my yichus. My yichus. I need my yichus. I need my yichus. Oi, please stop the fire. Stop the fire. They, they extinguish the fire. Then fire, the entire fire is out. She runs inside the house when the fire is done. And she looks and she sees her family yichus, her family tree, from rabbi to rabbi to rabbi to rabbi, burnt. She runs out of the house on the floor, crying and crying and crying and crying. Her six-year-old boy looks at her, Mama, Mama, what's the matter? Mama, Mama, why are you crying? He says, Son, don't worry about it. She keeps on crying. Mama, tell me what's the problem. She said, My dear son, our whole lineage, our whole lineage from rabbi to rabbi to rabbi to rabbi. Our yichus, our kedushah, our legacy is gone. The six-year-old boy looked at mama in the face and says, Mama, the legacy is going to start again with me. And this little boy became tzaddik Became Chacham, he became one of the biggest Rebbe's out there, one of the biggest Rebbeim out there. And when he got old, he says, Mama, remember I told you, the lineage, the new lineage will start with me. Because we're going to start a new legacy from now. Rabotai, you know what that is? That's Hukat, the Kuf is in the middle of Kedushah. A person has great lineage in the past. A person has great lineage in the future. But what about you? Are you going to make yourself into a legend? Are you going to make into yourself into a hero? Oh no, I, I can't, bro. I don't know, I don't have the potential, I don't have this, I don't have that. There's a billion and one excuses in the books. But when you put your mind to something, you can do anything that you want. Because guess what? It's not you. It's Hashem that's going to guide you through it, guaranteed, like it says, call me And don't ever give up. And don't ever give up. And that's the Kedushah. And where do we see that? From this week's parasha. From Pinehas. How do we see it from Pinehas? Because Pinehas, he was what? A Levi. He was a Levi. He wasn't a Kohen. But because he did a courageous act, he created his own legacy where he killed Zimri and Kozbi. Zimri and Kozbi were doing an immoral act. 
And he went ahead. You have to understand, Zimri was 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 was, was the Nasi of Shimon. You know what that is? It's the president of Shimon. You know how much guts you have to take to go ahead and stab and dagger a a, a president, a, a, the Nasi of the Shimon, the whole Shevet. Think about it. if it was you, would you do it? You think 15 times, oh my goodness, what should I do if I do it, if I don't do it? What's going to happen? All the whole Shevet Shimon will come and kill me. But if it's the right thing, I'm going to do it. And came in house and saw an immoral act with Zimri and Kozbi and he put a dagger in between them. Ah! Killed them both. Kozbi, she was the princess of Midian. She was the princess. You know what that is? You say these of not killing her. You're not killing her just a regular per- a girl. You're killing a princess. Do you know how much uh, 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 um, uh, things could go wrong if anything happens after all that? People will kill Pinhas. Pinhas says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what's right. And when you're doing what's right in your life, guess what you're doing? You're creating yourself to be a legend. That's what you're doing. Because people feel and people think that if I am not popular and if I am not famous... That means I'm not making a legacy. That's 100% wrong, by the way. It's always good to be famous and popular. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's very cool. You walk around, there's that. You know, oh, wow, how you doing? Wow, you're amazing. Oh, it's very cool, right? Don't get it caught up to your, to your head. That's stupidity because you get it caught up to your head, then, then, then you're a low life. You're a zero. You know, I always teach, we always learn here that the more success that you have, the more humble you have to be. Unfortunately, people, some people out there, they feel the more success that they have, the more arrogant they become. <laughs> you knew me, Rabbi, when I didn't have so much money. But now I have so much money, Rabbi. It's different league. You know what I'm saying? Different, different, different. You know what, boy? Different. No, 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 no. The more wealth and the more success and the more fame and the more whatever you have, the more humble you have to become. The more humble you have to humble yourself. And guess what? And I want to tell you something in a side note about uh, making yourself into a legend. Please shut that, please. I want to make, it, make a side note into being a legend. Because people think if they're not famous, they're not popular, they're not that. No, no, no. You know what a legend is? And I always say this, and you know it here well. Everybody's brought down. It's brought down in the Holy Sephardim a lot of places. One of them is the Pekavot. That Ayinu'ah, Ozen Shomat, Everything's written in the Sefer. You have a Sefer, a Megillah. There's going to be a Megillah Yosef. There's going to be a Megillah Abraham. There's going to be a Megillah, uh, 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 whatever it is, Megillah uh, Noami, whatever the girl's name is, right? There's going to be Megillah Joey, Megillah Albert, Megillah the Jack, Megillah. You're making your own Megillah. And it's a scroll that even though you might not say, wait, wait, people are not seeing me. People don't see me when I show them my name. They don't see me. But guess what? You're not understanding. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees you. And when you make a hit with Hashem, you're already making yourself a legacy. Because who do you want to make a legacy with? You want to make a legacy with a Borei Olam. Of course, you have to understand, you have to be nice. And people have to know you as a nice person. And people have to know you're a nice guy or you're a nice lady. I'm telling you right now, Today, an electrician came to my house and he tells me, by the way, I was paying him, I was paying, it, was, it was expensive. I was paying, it was, it was a few thousand, I was like, what's going on over here? I was paying, oh, I'd rather like this and I'd rather like that. And at the end of the whole conversation, he tells me, by the way, you have a, a, very, you have a very nice home. So what are you talking about? What does my home have to do with it? You did my electric in the basement. 
He tells me, no, your, your wife was very polite, very respectful, very midotovot. You know what I'm saying? It's a goy, a goy black guy, the darker than who knows what, and he's telling me about how nice. Why? Because when a person is nice, he has to be nice to everybody because it'll overflow. And that makes you into a higher person in life. You're not a regular person when you're a nice guy. Do you know on Yom Kippur we make Chuba that we weren't a nice person? You know that? And everybody knows when they're not nice. Everybody knows when they're giving the other guy a zinger. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, or, or he goes, like I always tell you, he goes into the wedding, he feels like sharper than the, the world. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he looks good tonight and he feels like, eh. You know, everybody knows when you're nice and when you're not nice. And everybody knows when you have arrogant, when you don't have arrogant. Everybody knows that. You can't hide that. You could smell arrogant. You have to be a genius to do that. Everybody knows. But the bottom line is, you have to make yourself your own kiddushah. You have to make yourself an own legacy. And that's what Pinhas did. Pinhas said, this is the right thing. If this is the right thing, I'm going to do that. But he's not going to be famous. If anything, they're going to beat him. They're going to beat him up. Think about it for a second. They will beat him up if you think about it. He's fighting. He's killing a, a prince, princess from Midian. He's killing an Asiyah of Shimon. They will beat him up. He didn't care because he did what's right. When you do what's right, as long as we can be famous, it has to do what's right. If this is what God wants from me, then this is what I'll do. And I don't care what the world has to say because this is what God wants from me. Holech beyishto yireh Hashem. It says, Holech beyishto yireh Hashem. Who's Yirat Shamayim? A person where he goes in his derech. This is the right thing to do. This is what I'll do. Nobody's stopping me. How many times do I say over here, and you heard it millions of times, how you have ladies, they want to get sni'ut, and they're always scared. What's my in-laws going to say? What's my sister-in-law going to say? What's my mother-in-law going to say? And, and unfortunately, a lot of times, it prevents them from growing in life. It prevents them from growing in life. What are my friends going to say? Did you ever think once, what is Hashem going to say? <laughs> you didn't die, you didn't do everything else you thought about. Hashem, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? You never thought about that one, huh? You have to understand your legacy is with you and Borei Olam. And of course, again, it automatically goes on to everybody else around you because you, you will automatically have a, a good name. But it doesn't mean you have to be fit, uh, popular, famous, and popular. And this, that. It means that you're doing what's right. And that's what we learn from Pinhas. Pinhas did what was right. Think about it. He's going against all odds. He says, I don't care. And guess what Hashem says? You made your own legacy. And I'll make your own legacy. Up until now, he was only a Levi. He couldn't be Kohen. He can't make a Kohen. Hashem already gave the Keuna to Aaron and that lineage at that point. He can't be Kohen anymore. He upped his legacy. He became legend. He became a Kohen. He upped it. Imagine Hashem says, all of a sudden, now you say, I'm going to make you Kohen. Huh. What? Yeah. It happened once. Only once. This is where it happened. Why? He did what's right, no matter what the fanfare is. How many times you have it in weddings? I was at a wedding. I was at a wedding. And how many times you have it? How the Chatan himself told me. And he told somebody else. He said, I want the Mechitzah up. They're pulling down the Mechitzah. I want the Mechitzah up. And I was there with the other guy. He said... 
this is the right thing. And I know, I know what's going to happen, you know? When, you, when, you, when you're moving the Mechitza, another guy goes like this to you, oh, yo, bro, yo, yo, and another guy's going, excuse me, who do you think you are? Ba, 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 ba. You know? And meanwhile, at the end of the day, there's Peritzut, Arayot, girls and guys dancing, this, that, that, that. It's not Sinyut, it's not the Jewish way, it's not proper. And all of a sudden, you're moving Mechitza, yeah, thanks God. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, yeah, excuse me. Excuse me, this is what we're doing. Chatan wants it. And all of a sudden when we did it, the guy, uh, the guy, the manager went ahead and he pulled everything away and he was hiding the me'ita. Until we went, we told the hatan, the hatan, I, I give him a lot of credit. He went over to the manager and said, listen, if it's not up in the next few minutes, I'm telling you now, nobody's getting paid. Less than 10 seconds. Tach, tach, tach. You got 15 guys, the whole me'ita was up. <laughs> so he said, Said, you know, nobody's getting paid tonight. And before you know it, the mehita was up. I'm just showing you. And what? It's those people that have the have the stamina and say, you know what? This is wrong. This is wrong. And this this what this atan wants. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna help out and make that mehita. And guess what? Guess what? It was a hard test for Pinhas. He made himself legendary. And that's what we have to do. We have to make your lineage. You have to make your lineage. Your father already did what he did. Your grandfather did what he did. Your grandkids and your kids are going to do what they're going to do. You, what about you? What are you going to make out of yourself? You know, the guy says, oh, my son, my son will be the tzaddik. Ah, chill. What are, what are you talking about? No, Rabbi, I'm already too late. Well, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. You know why? Because God can give you such siyat dishmaya, you won't even believe it. And one of those things, there's another person that we see in this week's parasha that made their own legacy. And anybody know who that is? In this week's parasha? Anybody can take one guess? Huh? Say, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Another one. That was not this week's parasha I'm talking about. This week's parasha. Yoshua. And this week, it speaks about Pinhas and Yoshua. Who took over Moshe Rabbeinu? You would say his own children. But guess who came instead? Who came to the good position? Yoshua, what? Can you explain to me how Yoshua did it? Can you explain to me? How was Yoshua the one? And by the way, you know what Drash says? The Zekinim, you said, Woe to us for this embarrassment. Woe to us for this embarrassment. What embarrassment? What are you talking about? You know what you're talking about? It says, Pnei Moshe, Pnei Hama. Pnei Yoshua, Pnei Nebana. What does that mean? The Panim of Moshe was so great. You have to understand, there was no other Navi. There will never be a Navi like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest of the greats of the greats of the greats of the greats of the greats. That, you, we know that. But what? But Yoshua took over. And how did he take it over? Very simple. He worked and worked and worked until he became who he became. And therefore the Zekenim, when they got older, they saw, who's going to take over Moshe Rabbeinu? Yoshua! Yoshua was in our lineage, he was in our generation. He had the ability to take over? That means I would have had the ability to take over. Woe to us that we see this in our lifetime. Because the person you're going to see, as you go older, you're going to see, whoa, th- you see your old friend. This guy became the biggest rabbi. How did he become the biggest rabbi? He was my classmate spinning spitballs in class. 
He was the guy who took the Mentos when the guy, when the teacher was writing on the blackboard. He took a pack of Mentos and chucked it at the blackboard. Instead of denting the guy's head, he dented the, dented the blackboard. That happened to me in one of my classes. I'm telling you, the guy shut the lights. The teacher was writing a, a, a sentence on the blackboard. I'm telling you, all the lights were shut. He took a mental, a pack of, you know, not, not the, the pack of mental, you know, like the, the roll, the whole roll of mentos, chucked it as hard as he can. And all of a sudden, somebody opened up the lights. I'm telling you, you saw the blackboard, you saw a dent in the, like a big dent. It's like, Baruch Hashem, it didn't hit the, it didn't hit the teacher. He was the teacher. Imagine him the teacher in the head. Forget about it. That year, by the way, the teacher quit, by the way. He was too nervous. I'm done. I'm not joking. And my class. And they're like, and they're like, you're saying, wait, wait, I was in school with this same kid, and he became a Chacham Gadol? What happened to me? Whoa, whoa, whoa to me. I can't believe it. I could have done this. I could have done great things. This guy started this organization. How can he start this organization? What happened? Ba, ba, ba. A million things, a million things, a million things. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you understand where I'm getting at? Yeshua was the one who went ahead and worked on himself. You know why? How does the Levana, what does it say? How does the moon get its light from where? From the sun. Moshe Rabbeinu was the sun. Yeshua was the moon, was the Levana. He all he had to do was get close to the sun and he grabbed all the Kiddushah. And that's why it says, Moshe Kibel Torah Mesinai Um Yeshua. Because who was there 24-7? Yeshua. Wherever I walk, Yeshua is with me. Oh, it's doing. Boom, he's there. Boom, he's there. If the people in that generation would have done the same thing, who knows who would have been the leader then? Who knows? But what, that's why you, you have to take advantage of making yourself into a person of Kedusha, into a person that can make his own legacy. You can do it. You can do it. You want to make a whole entire Megillah of Kedusha, of Mitzvot, of Torah. And that's the truth. And that's what we see from Penahas and Yoshua. They both made legend. They both made legend. But there's one more thing that you must understand and must know. To be legendary... You have to have what Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem for a leader. You know what he says? Moshe tells Hashem, please, when you're picking a leader, when you're making that legend, that legend has to be Do you know what that means? Let me explain you Rashi. Rashi says, Every person's mind, two people never think alike. Just like you'll never have two faces looking exactly the same. Even identical twin, there's a little bit different. This guy will have a beauty mark in his left ear in the back, he didn't see it. But you always have like a difference in the this. But just like two identical twins... Not one face is different. Not one face is the same. Not one mind thinks alike. And therefore, mane alehem manhig You need to have a leader that's going to be able to deal with the people to each with his own mind. Jack Hazen's with me every morning. Every single morning I'm coming to learn. And he knows a lot of days. He tells me, Rabbi, how do you deal with it? I was like, deal with what? He says, you're dealing with so many different kinds of people and so many different deot. One guy wants this, and one guy wants that, and one guy wants this, and why Rabbi want this, Rabbi why that, Rabbi why this, Rabbi why that. How do you do it? How do you do it? 
Part of being a leader, you have to understand, you have to know how to deal with the people because each person has this different, different thing. He's telling you every person doesn't think alike. So imagine you have a minyan and you're running a minyan, you're running a shul, and each person has a different thing. Rabbi, there's shades. I like this other color. Could you switch it? <laughs> okay, no problem. But you were going to switch the whole thing. <laughs> each guy has his own thing. Rabbi, can we do this? Rabbi, can we do that? Can we start this? Can we start that? Hello? To be, to be a legendary person, you have to understand, you'll deal with different personalities and your challenges to deal with each individual the way, best way possible that you can do it. You understand? Because all personalities are not the same. And therefore, to be legend, even in your business, a person makes a working man. You know how many people he has to deal with? He has to deal with salesmen, he has to deal with workers, he has to deal with buyers, sellers. All day long, he's dealing with people. Now, maybe not. Everybody's on a computer, so you don't see nothing. You just press a button and that's it. But I'm saying, you, even so, you still deal with people. And you deal with people, and how are you going to deal with them? And you have to understand they're different. And you have to understand how to act with them. It's the same thing with woman, a husband and wife. A husband and wife, sometimes they have challenges. Why are you having challenges? Because you don't understand a world is a different... A, a lady is a different world. <laughs> You know they say men are from Mars, what do they say? Men are from Mars, one of Venus. You think it's not true? That was totally different, right? I'm just saying, it's a different mindset. It's a different mindset. And you as a husband, if you want to be legendary and you want to be a leader, you have to be like this. You have to have that mindset where I can deal with any personality that comes to me, I can deal with it. And it's the same thing with kids. It's the same thing. One day, Bezal Hashem, you're going to have kids. And these kids, each kid is going to drive you crazy than the next thinking of this and that and that. They, not, they might be young now. You might not know it now. But you get a few kids, all of a sudden, this, this, this kid, you have to direct him a certain way. And this kid, you have to direct him a certain way. Why? Pasuk says, Chanoch lenaad al darko. Train a naad through his way. Not your way. It's his way. A lot of time parenting, what the problem is with parenting is, when you're going to be a parent, you say, I want him to be me. He's not you. The kid is not you. No, I want him to be me. He has a, a, a beautiful, beautiful upbringing. If you just keep him on his derech, he could grow up to be the greatest that he can be. But the father and the mother said, no, he's going to be like me. I'm going to shape him in my way. It's either my way or the highway. And I don't care. And I don't care. And I don't care. And he gives him a whack and a slap and a this and a that. The kid's like, I can't grow the way, I, the way I, my nature is. Now, of course, he's doing Averot. Of course, you have to stop him. Of course, Averot. You know, he speaks to a rabbi. Rabbi, what should I do before it's too late? A lot of times I see... A parent comes to me, my, my, my son is 26, Rabbi, what should I do? Not married and he's doing shtuyot. Say, why'd you wait until 26? No, I waited until 21, I just gave him my leeway in this. Speak to the rabbi before, speak to the rabbi a little bit before he goes off. There's a parent in our Keilah, he saw, she saw her, her, her son maybe veering off a little bit. The kid's a young kid. Right away, Rabbi, what should I do? What do you think? I need help ASAP. SOS, emergency. Why she understands what's going on. This doesn't make sense. Stop. Avera, stop. That we understand. 
But a person in life has to understand what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying over here. Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to Hashem. And what is the Moshe Rabbeinu telling to God? Please, pick a leader that can deal with every kind of person. And who do we have a great example to that is? Hillel Hazaken. Do you know Hillel? Hillel, there was a bet. Somebody took a bet with somebody else. Let's say, how much is it a year's worth of, uh, what's it called, a year's salary? What's a year? 80, 60, whatever, depending on the person. Okay, let's say, let's say, uh, let's say 80, 80 grand, 100 grand a year. 100 grand a year. 100 G's, let's say. Let's say, give me 100 grand a year. Let's say, give me, give me an example. $60,000 a year. Here's $60,000 a year salary. All of a sudden, it says, take the 60 grand, get Hillel upset. So, Hillel's in the shower, he waits, perfect timing, knocks on the door. Rabbi, emergency, could you come? I have a question. Hillel gets out, gets dressed. Yes, how can I help you? Why do Chinese people have eyes like this? <laughs> okay, he answers him, this, this, this. He goes up, comes back, he's waiting in the shower, boom, 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 boom. Oh, why do uh, these certain people have fat feet, flat, fat feet? Okay, he ended that. He goes back again. Third time, he lays in the bed shower. Guys are not. Rabbi, why do these people have bold head, but they're flat bold? So now, Hillel answers him. Now the guy goes crazy. I had a bet. You made me lose 60000 You made me lose so much money. I don't understand. You can't get angry. You can't get upset. I bet him that I could get you upset. You didn't get upset once. You know what he little answers him? He says to him, if you would triple down, double down, if you would take two years worth of salary, it's not worth it for he little to get angry once. <laughs> you hear that? It's not worth it for he little to get angry once. By the way, when I was preparing this class today, she just know I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to give myself a tap on the back. You know why? I'm preparing this class. I come home. My wife tells me, could you take um, my, little, my little daughter to, to the camp? Two-year-old. Take her to the camp. I said, sure, no problem. It was very hot today, you know what I'm saying? It was like a hot day. So I'm going, grabbing, grabbing my, my, my kid, grabbing, you know what it is, like the lunch and the, and, and the knapsack and the whole nine yards, pulling up. By the time she runs, uh, going this way, running that way, grab her, put her, this, that, finally we get in the car. Daddy, you know how it is to take your son to school, huh? You know how it is. You take your kid. Finally, I'm going to the mall. I'm so excited. I'm a great daddy, taking my kid to, to the camp. I knock on the, on the wall and knock on the door. Nobody's answering. Nobody's answering. I said, like, what's going on over here? I'm not, I know this, this is the right spot. This is the right camp. This is the right this. This is the right that. And I'm knocking and I'm knocking and I'm knocking. No answer. Then I hear they're playing in the back. It's all perfect. Now I'll get to the back. I see it's one of those houses where it's attached both sides. You know what I'm saying? And I can't get to the backyard. So I said, you know what, let me go to that last, last house and go to that and go to the back. And at least the last house, I go, hello. I go to the back. I see one of the PVC, you know, those PVC fence, like the, like the long, long fence, like the white. You can't even see like the whole, a big white, white uh, brick thing going down. Not brick, like a plastic thing. Going. I can't do nothing. I call my wife. Listen, could you call the, could you call the Mora? Tell them outside. She's upstairs. I hear her. I hear them. My wife doesn't pick up the phone. Once, twice, three times. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's terrible. Three times, four times, no answer. No answer, no answer. Now, mind you, sweating, still sweating. I'm my daughter, and my daughter's running around, I'm grabbing her, come over here, this, that, come over here. You know, holding her. 
He's a two-year-old, you know. I called my house, I called the house line three times, four times. Now I don't know what to do. Five, ten minutes taking my daughter home. Now, in a sense, you get angry. You know, think about it. Uh, honey, you don't pick up your phone. You tell me to take, off the, take the kid to school and you don't even pick up your phone? Come on! Come on! At least pick up your phone! Like, you know what I'm saying? What's going on over here? You know, you want me to take him, you want me to do this, you want me to do that, huh? I can go crazy. I can go wild. I can scream. I can this, I can that. I go home. I remember this story about Hillel. Anytime you're about to get, get angry, remember this story about Hillel. Hillel said it was worth it to lose a whole year's worth of salary, even more not to get angry one time. <laughs> Imagine right now, I tell you right now, by the way, I'm giving you $100,000 Don't uh, if you get angry. Hillel would say, give it back to him. Don't get angry. It's not worth it. I came home. Quiet. Didn't say nothing. It's like, why is, why is the kid here? Why, why is she here? Why? I said, I called you a few times and he didn't answer. Very, very calmly. Very politely. And I really held down my cool. Very, very... I'm not an angry person. I'm just saying. And don't make it like I go... But at the end of the day, I, 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 the, the bottom line is... Uh, you know, a person might go crazy. No, 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 no. Calm down. Because what is Hillel saying? What, what, is the, what is it saying over there? If you want to make yourself an, a legendary person, you have to be elokeh uchol dechol basad. It's pinhas parashat perekavzayin pasuk tetzayin. You can look it up yourself. Hashem is telling, Moshe is telling Hashem, Hashem, please, when you're picking a leader, pick this legend. Which legend? This legend right here. This legend that gets along with everybody. You ever hear a butterfly? You ever hear a butterfly? You know what a butterfly kid is? A butterfly kid is one of those kids that can get along with every single group there is in, 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 the, in the grade. You know, you always have like the cool, cool group. Then you have like a loser, loser group. Then you have like the medium, medium group. Then you have another medium, a uh, higher up class group. And then you have, you know what I'm talking about? No, there's like a million groups. You know what I'm talking about? That butterfly kid is that kid that could jump from this group to that group to that group to that group to the other. It's like only one of a kind. You know what I'm saying? It's like that joker, you know, boom. You know, how's this guy got? I remember I had a guy like that now, great, he comes to my mind. Every time, boom, boom, boom. One Sunday, one Sunday he was hanging there, one day, but he was so chilled and so cool that he could, he could do that. You understand? So therefore he's saying, get along with everybody, with their personalities as well as yours. And one of the things is, when you're dealing with a lot of people, it happens. It's Jack Hazen. He's with me every morning. How many times have how, how do I have to react to each person's personality? It's it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But uh, Victor Miller said it's great to be a rabbi. Why? Because he's always having that challenge. How are you going to deal with it? It's a kahal. This guy says like this. This guy says like that. This guy wants to end earlier. This guy wants to end later. This guy wants to go slower. This guy wants to go faster. This guy wants the AC higher. This guy wants it lower. <laughs> a million things. By the time you've done that, and it's all, in, it's all in one hour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm praying. By the time I put on my tefillin, I take it off. Fifty dollars. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Go, yeah, sure. And you have to be polite. Politically correct. Sure, no problem. We'll handle it for you. No problem. We'll take care of it. No problem. We'll get you what you want. Right. There's no coffee. Could you please make sure? No problem. We'll make sure. You know what I'm saying? Each thing's the whole thing. But that's what he's telling you over here. He's telling you over here is what? If God Basar. Now there's one thing is, one other thing is, and I'm going to conclude with this, and that is a very important thing. Ish al ha'edah. What does that mean? Moshe is saying, we need an ish al ha'edah. What is that? Unklu says, gevar al kenishta. What does it mean, gevar? 
Kevar means a man amongst the people. Now the reason why I'm telling you this is because I have to take you back to Parashat Kitisa. We all know that there was a sin, one of the greatest sins of Kali said. What was the one of the greatest sins of Kali said? Anybody know? Chetayegel. And I want to read to you a pasuk. What did Moshe Rabbeinu tell the people? Mila Hashem Eli, you have to take your sword. And those people who were warned and did it anyway have to be killed. And the pasuk says, Go from tent to tent. Look what it says. Kill your brother. Kill your re'ehu. He says, if the guy did the Averah, he did the Chet Egel, he was warned, you got to go take your sword and kill him. Now, Unclus, it says over there, what does it say? It says, Ish et achiv, Ish et re'ehu, Ish et kerovo. He has to kill his achiv, re'ehu, and kerovo. And it says, Ish, 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 three times. So what does it say? What? Re'ehu is like his friend. Achiv is like his um, brother. Re'ehu is his friend. Kerovo, we'll explain right now what kerovo means, but it's like also a relative. But if you look at Unclus, it says, Ketulu means kill. Gevar, he's explaining Ish. Gevar yat ochuhi, his brother. Ugvar chavre, his friend. Ve'enash kerive. Notice, when he says Ish the third time, it says enash. Why? Again, is that clear? Unklu says, when it says Ish, 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 it says in the Torah, Ish, Ish et ahif. This person has to kill his brother. Ish et reu, kill his friend. Ish et kerovo. Unclus explains, Gevar, Gevar, and the last one, Enash. Gevar, Gevar, Enash. Why did he switch it up? Ish, 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 if you look at the passage. What he said, Gevar, Gevar, Enash. Let me explain to you what the Zohar says. The Zohar says that there's neshamot that are well connected to other people in this world. You have to understand something. Sometimes you'll feel a connection to a certain person, even though, even though he's not your relative. He might not be your relative, but you feel a special connection to him. Right? Why? Because in the Neshamot world, you're, you're, it's like a tree, and you have fruits. And the Neshamot are from the same tree. And therefore, you'll be able to connect to a person very fast, more than you, you, you were expected. Because your neshama is well connected to that neshama. So therefore you feel a little bit of um, attraction, a little bit of a magnet towards this person. Like, whoa, like I knew you for, 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 for ages. Oh, and you become very close to that person. How? Because the neshamot are very well connected to each other. Is that clear? And that's why he's saying over here, kerovo really means, what's kerov? is your relatives. Echiv is your relative. So why is it saying, kill your brother if he did Avodah Zarah, kill your friend and kill your relative. Your brother is your relative. Your brother is your relative. You know what the Rahim HaKadosh says? Rahim HaKadosh says over here, the relative means that person, that you, it's not your brother, but he's your relative, meaning to say, you have a close connection with him, with, with the Neshamot. How you connect spiritually together, right away. How sometimes you'll see learning partners, chavrutas, whatever it may be, right away they connect. 
And they stay for years. I have a chavruta for 10 years of learning with the same person. 10 years. We connected and boom. The Neshamot connected. Till today, we don't learn together no more, but till today, I see in the street, we, we, we talk, we schmooze, we this, we that. It's a connection. It's a spiritual connection. That's why even sometimes I'll see people, I never, I never uh, saw them necessarily. They saw me through uh, videos that went out to any time and things like that. I never saw them, but they're spiritually connected. They're spiritually connected. They see me, oh, Rabbi, you're my Rabbi. How am I your Rabbi? <laughs> I never saw you. So I saw you. It's a spiritual connection that Neshma feels it automatically. And that's why over here it's telling you the Pazuk is saying, kill the brother. I, it says Karov, that's also a brother. What's the relative over here? The relative is saying that relative that you feel like a brother to you, that the Neshamot are connected. If he did that, you also have to kill him. And that's why it says over there, it says Enash. Enash is different than Gevar. Enash is that spiritual connection. And it's saying even the spiritual connection, you have to be careful. So what is Enash? Enash is a spiritual connection. Now let's go back. Everybody, everybody got that clear with Umfus? Enash is a spiritual connection. Gevar is a physical connection. And now, Moshe tells Hashem, we need a leader. Ish al ha'edah. Unklu says over here, Gevar. Gevar is physical or spiritual? Physical. physical. What is Moshe Rabbeinu saying? We need a, we need a, a Ish al should be a spiritual leader, not a physical leader. Why is he saying a physical leader? You know what the answer is? Because if you want to be a leader in life, it's not only the spirituality that you have to take care of, you have to do the best and see his means even as a physical situation as well. And you see that many, many times. Many, many times you'll see in life one time where we saw Solanta, he was late for Konidre. He says, Why are you late, Rabbi? Say so he saw Almana. She was sitting by the bay and about to, heaven forbid, commit suicide or commit. He cared. He could have said, no, spiritually I have to go say Kol Nidre. But he cared physically for this lady and said, listen, she's going to commit suicide. He sat and talked and talked and talked. Hafez Hayim. It's brought down to Hafez Hayim. Cared a lot spiritually, but also physically. He went to Ben Midrash late at night and he would see the people still learning and he would say, Habotai, everybody's got to go to sleep. I care about your physical. I care about your health. One time, Abed Saim, they couldn't believe it. There was a little, there was a yeshiva bachar. He came to the yeshiva, and he didn't understand what happened. In the middle of the night, he was freezing. And all of a sudden, when he wake up, he saw a blanket over him. He asked his roommate, where did this blanket come from? He said, last night, Abed Saim, in the middle of the night, was walking by, and he saw you without a blanket. He went ahead and he took care of you by giving you a blanket. It's a physical act that a person has to understand. If you're going to be a legend, it's not only the spiritual. A lot of times a person would say, oh, I, I got to mekarev this guy. You do. You have to. And that's the greatest. Of all that you can do by mekareving your best friend, that's the greatest thing that you can do. Why not? Get him back to the Torah. But don't only stop there. Continue even his physical needs. 
What else do you need? Sometimes the guy is stranded. Sometimes the guy finally came back spiritually, but he doesn't even have a home to go for for Shabbat. And then you have your own, so it's a physical need. So therefore, what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, we need a physical person, not a physical person. Eishaladah means that a person that's going to take care of the people, even physically. Even physically. That's, a, that's legend. That's legend. Wow. A leader that also cares about my own physical, personal life. A leader that says, when, when, when you come in and he sees you, by the way, I don't want to say anything, but I think you need a rest. You look very, very tired. By the way, you care about the person. You care about the person. It's caring about the person. A person's not just like, oh, uh, 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 spirit, oh I, got, I, got, I got a guy right now, spiritually, let me, let me grab him, let me get him. It's also caring about the human being. Caring about the human being. Understanding his feelings. Understanding, you know what, what can I do to help? I was in a store the other day, me and Joey Cohen. You know Joe Cohen? Comes in, you know Joe Cohen? He used to live on the block. And we saw a guy who was walking out of the store. And we see him down, like like this, like like morbid, like like his face down, like this. Mm, young guy, very young guy. And um, Joey sees it, I see it, and I'm like, Joe, we gotta do something. It's like, what do we do? Let's, let's speak to him. Say, hey, is everything all right? You look a little bit um, uh, under the weather. Come, let me let me give you. Um, um, let's get a let's grab. It was right next to the thing. Let's get a grab a coffee or grab something. Come. So he says, no, no. I was like, no, no, no. Something, I, tell, I tell him, no, something's up. Tell us, talk. So I just got fired from my job. Just got fired from my job. And to care about the person, we sat him down. We said, we're going to go make a call. We're going to come sit down. He sat with us. We gave him, we got him, uh, uh, I don't know what we got him, but we got him a few things. Drink, calm it down. He calmed down. And he was so grateful that a person's caring a lot of times a person shows care, that all of a sudden makes a person uplifted to the up degree. And that, if you want to understand something, to be a nice human being, to be your own best that you can be, you have to care about others physically, not only spiritually, but also there's physical matters. He doesn't have a job. Let me see if I can help him out a job. He doesn't have a shidduch. Maybe I'll ask my wife, honey, do you have any shidduch for this so-and-so? It's a physical thing, but those physical things, it's, a, it's part of being legendary. It's part of being legendary. You understand what we're saying here tonight? This is the lesson that we have to learn. I just want to go over it very quickly. We started off, we're saying with the kufs. Korah, hukat, balak. It's all kedushah. And we said, Korah had previous kedushah, balak had future kedushah. Hukat is paraduma to make a physical kedushah. I mean, not physical, Kadushazar. You yourself make your own legacy. And we saw that this week's Parashat Pinhas actually talks about it. They made their own legacy. And I told you, you don't have to be, it doesn't mean to make your own legacy, you have to be the most popular guy, the most famous guy. Pinhas did something that wasn't famous. He killed Zimri and Kozbi, the prince of, uh, of, uh, of um, princess of Midian, and, and Zimri, which was the, was the Nasi of Shimon. And he said, this is what's right. And he created his legacy through that. He created his legacy. He was a Levi and he became a Kohen. And then we went to Yeshua. Yeshua created his legacy by working hard, we explained. By working hard and working hard and working hard and being close to the Tzadikim. And he made his own legacy. And we said part of making your, your, yourself legendary is that you have to have two things. One thing we said tonight was, 
You have to be a person, a people's person. We have to understand, not every personality is going to match your personality, but get along with them. Don't get upset. Don't get angry. And the second thing is, don't just care about him. Also, not only spiritual, but even physical. Be a caring type of person. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.